Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. So, um, according to our live fan feedback, we don't allow you enough time anymore to talk. So, uh, I just want to turn this over to you, and I want you to talk as much as you can for the next uh, 20 or so minutes. Hmm, What should I talk about? Arkansas is going to have a bunch of visitors in this weekend. Danny said he's expecting about 55 visitors on Saturday. Unfortunately, there's not a basketball game. But it's a mix of 2024, 2025, 2026, and preferred walk-ons also for this current class. Um, He didn't have a full list of it. I know one of them he had mentioned was Brandon Nicholson, who's out of Memphis, a four-star cornerback. Now, they have a couple of guys on campus coming in today. um, And uh, uh, Kamarian Franklin, who's a a junior defensive lineman, who's a five-star prospect out of Mississippi. And Jacarby Hobson, who is a top 100 player in the class of 2025, both those guys are um, in town today for visits. So um, it should be another good weekend. Not quite as maybe high profile as as this last visit weekend. Um, some good news on um, on the recruiting front as far as rankings go. Quincy Rhodes moved up to I believe number 186 nationally. Uh, in the final 24-7 sports ranking. This is after not being ranked um, in the top 24-7. So that's a pretty significant jump up uh, for him. He's now Arkansas's second highest rated commitment in the class on 24-7 sports. Uh, I don't think on the composite he is because he's not as high on other uh, ranking services. But um, it's nice to see guys move up. I don't know if it will impact Arkansas's class ranking. They're number 22 nationally. I think uh, you know the the ship is, looks like it's sailed on the Harris twins. Don't see any evidence of them visiting this weekend. It'll be Maryland or UCF for them. So odds are likely that Arkansas will stick at number 22 nationally, which is um, I believe their second highest finish, tied for their second highest finish ever. Not sure. Well, we yeah. have to agree with you. You yeah. know that better than we do. Yeah, yeah. those are my main. Those are my main points, so I'll accept questions now, Randy. Well, wait a minute. You've got 18 more minutes. Keep talking. (laughs) If if we were in season, I could probably go on. I could probably go on for 18 minutes without any kind of prompts or questions. Vic, do you remember as many as 55 prospects at any one time coming in, and and how do the coaches deal with that? Can, Can Sam Pittman give each one of them adequate time? Yeah, well, there's some that you would give more time than than others. Obviously, I mentioned there's a wide range of guys coming in, and you know, from highly recruited guys to preferred walk-ons, guys in the 24 class to the 26 class. So, quite a quite a big range. You don't want to get these events too big. Um, DJ Williams might remember this, but I bring this up all the time. But back, I remember cover, when I was covering recruiting more uh, when DJ was in high school and he came up for a junior day. I think it might have been the spring game or something. But anyway, it was a huge junior day. I felt like there was like 250 kids up here. It was it was very well attended. And I remember thinking, wow, that's great, get all these kids in. And I talked to DJ, and um, nobody talked to him. 
he was overlooked. He's not even sure if they really knew he was there. And at that time, DJ was kind of leaning a little more towards, and my memory may be fuzzy, it's been a while, but a little more towards Oklahoma State um, mm-hmm. just because they they overlooked him. And for, fortunately, they got it straightened out, and he ended up being a Razorback. But uh, I always think about that when I see, like, huge visit, visit, you know, junior day visit list. You better make sure you know everybody who's in attendance because you don't want to you don't want to make somebody feel unwanted, and they certainly had to make up some ground with with DJ, but but got it done. So, fifty uh, five is probably probably a good number, maybe a max out type of number. Two hundred's too many, in my opinion. Wow, I can't even imagine trying to uh, see everyone in attendance if you had. Yeah. You want to keep it elite too, you know. I mean, when you have like yeah. camps, prospect camps, prospect days, and stuff. Um, you want to keep it elite, and that's you know that's something that we do at twenty four seven too. You know we have people ask all the time, "Hey, can my kid get a profile on twenty four seven And it's like, "Well, who's be, who's been you know who's he being recruited by?" And you know we want to also keep our database elite. Um, you want to keep your prospect days elite, your your junior days elite, all that kind of stuff. So um, you know if you get fifty five in here, make sure that they're guys that. You really are considering, you want, and um, you know, are you guys that you're serious about? Not saying that you want, because sometimes it's uh, you, you're listed at six one, you're five ten, you know, which happens a lot, um, as we've talked about s- several times. As I accuse the entire state of Arkansas and the nation of lying about their height, um, <laughs> wow, which is true. Yeah, the entire we've had state this discussion, Rick. Wow, I know, but gee, that's everybody. Yeah. You too, Rick. I think if I listed myself <laughs> as six, I'm six feet tall and I'm not changing. I've been that for yeah. however many years, 60, 50, 60, yeah. whatever. You remember it is. sizing each other up in the press box earlier this year? <laughs> yeah. When I'm also six feet tall. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I think you I'm, told me I was probably six two. Probably so. To which I responded, Traylon Burks is six two. <laughs> no, because Traylon Burks is really six feet tall. Because everybody lies about their height. Well, he did at Arkansas because he was listed at six three, and now he's in the NFL and he's six two. I had a I had a mom, a parent of a recruit, get really mad at me one time for suggesting really? that her son wasn't as tall as he was listed. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> And then suggested that she's got a picture of him standing next to John Stephen Jones to prove it. Um, and <laughs> but they <laughs> obviously lied about his height, John, too. I didn't have the heart to tell her that John Stephen wasn't 5'11". <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Let's speak with David. David, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Trey. Hey, Trey. Enjoy the show. Okay. Uh, I was wondering, do the – Portal players get re-evaluated. So if they come out of high school as a three-star and then they get into D1 football and they perform real well, can they get elevated to a four-star? Do they remain at their high school rating? And also, do they get weighted? It seems to me like a a four-star portal player should be way more valuable than a four-star, untested, unproven high school player. And then also, do you think that the mid-majors are, are essentially becoming the farm teams for the Power 5 school? Mm-hmm. It, it mm. feels like, to answer your last question, it feels like that is 
something that's happening where guys have really strong uh, careers, maybe on the FCS level or the non-Power 5 level, and want to give it a go in the big leagues or the SEC uh, for that final year. Arkansas's three receiver commitments in the class are from the FCS level. And, you know, and, and to answer your question about the rankings, that's kind of a difficult balance because are you going to assign you know, a guy that's proven on the college level that's going to play one year at your school versus a high school guy that, sure, he might take some time to develop, but you might get two, three good years out of him versus one, you know. So there's that balance of it, too. So I don't know if you would weigh one higher than the other. They are re-ranked once they enter the transfer portal. They are re-ranked. And that's something that, you know, is – you, you probably see the biggest shift with guys that are coming from like an FCS level who might have been unranked or might have been two-star guys that were overlooked a lot of times or changed positions in college, things like that. Uh, so you might see a, a pretty notable jump from those guys. But, yes, uh, to I'm answer not, your question, not, they are re-ranked. Yeah, I'm not necessarily referring to the FCS. I see a lot of the MAC schools. They're, yeah. they're all conference oh, yeah. players and, and transferring. And I said Arkansas's wide receivers are all from the SES, but that's not, not accurate. Two of them are from SES. One of them's from Bowling Green, which is uh, non-Power 5, <laughs> but group of five. All right, thanks. Enjoy the show. Thank you, David. So is this the last of the re-ranking, Trey? Is that pretty much it now? Yes, this is the final one. This is the last one, yep. Yep. So – from that, and finish number one overall, which makes him the first number one overall player signed by Texas since Vince Young. Wow. I think of them having great recruiting classes every year. may not result well, yeah. in W's on the playing field, but it seems like they're always among the top five. You think somewhere since Vince Young they would have had somebody – who would have been that highly regarded, highly rated. But it, uh, yeah, well, maybe uh, Arch Manning will be the uh, the next big quarterback there after a couple of decades of sifting through the finest talent in the country trying to find one. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why Texas doesn't have more success at QB, but they certainly let a lot of good ones get out of the state or to go to other Texas schools. Well, we know what A&M did to him last time around. But uh, obviously, that's only that was a flash in the pan. Ha- has has things from what you can gather, Trey? I, you may not be paying any attention to this, but speaking of A and M, are things starting to settle down now at A and M? Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> now, they had a lot of turmoil <laughs> this off season, so. Yeah, yeah. They well, they hired Bobby Petrino, and um, they'll have a good offense. I mean, they'll have a much better offense than they've had. So we'll see how it shakes out. Of course, it all depends on quarterback play. They've got Connor Weigman, uh, who was a freshman, former five-star. I'm sure they'll get it figured out on offense. And they've got a lot of players transferring out, and you know Arkansas does too. I would say the difference there is A&M's got a lot of. Of course, most of their guys are highly regarded anyway that they bring in. So if they're going to lose players, they're going to oftentimes be really highly regarded. Arkansas, you know, most of the guys, not all of them, but most of the guys that have exited the program are guys that just weren't playing. 
Craig, you surely seen... has. They surely have some transferring in though too. I don't. Really... Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No question. They've got. I mean, you got that many players transferring. I'm not sure what their total is at right now, um, but yeah, I'm sure they've had a pretty big haul. Uh, have you seen any kind of itinerary for the spring as of yet? No, haven't seen anything yet. Uh, I, I would imagine, you know, I would assume that we get an opportunity to, to talk to Sam Pittman uh, on February 1st, and we'll probably probably talk to Deron Wilson, probably talk to Dan Enos also those days, and maybe get a little bit of an outline um, for, for spring football. I always, uh, I always make sure to uh, let them know how important that is if they can give us dates ahead of time because we're at the mercy of the university on so many things. You know, people always ask me, like, "Will you be able to do this on this date?" And it depends on what the university has planned. So, um, anytime they can give us stuff ahead of time, it's certainly appreciated. Uh, I tried this from our Asher Record Service Company live and feedback. Um, WPS says, my wife and I recently retired, gotten back into following recruiting in terms of football. Uh, do you think the class of 2023 is done now that it looks like the Harris twins are not going to be visiting? Seems done. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any more movement. I think the rest of it will be out of the transfer portal. And, you know, they've got – nine or ten spots just depending on Cade Fortin where his scholarship goes so uh, I would expect they've got 10 transfers committed right now so I mean we're looking at a class of 1920 transfers possibly wow is that the most would that be the most for Arkansas yeah transfers mm-hmm. at one time yeah yeah mm-hmm. well yeah I think last year was the record and it was nine yeah that's right. <laughs> okay, or no, it was, not, I was maybe it was eight. Was it, might, it might have been eight because Kate yeah. Fortin was a walk-on. So I think it was eight. <laughs> and every single one of them hit. Uh, you know, just to go back to the other caller about re-ranking, uh, I think they undervalued several players for Arkansas last year. I think they undervalued Drew Sanders. Um, you know, Jaden Hazelwood dipped quite a bit in his re-ranking. Of course, he was coming off injury and, you know, didn't quite put up the numbers as the number one ranked wide receiver prospect in the country. Um, but there was a lot of guys I felt like, you know, probably should have been ranked a little bit higher than they were. Um, but, man, it's hard to deny when you look at how transfers can help your roster, every single one of those guys made a major impact last year. That they did. Let's talk with uh, Roe. Roe, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, what's going on? How y'all doing, first of all? What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing good. Uh, I can't call it, man, on my way to basketball practice. But uh, uh, just talking about uh, Texas A&M, the first thing I want to hit on, I think just, I think a lot of people as a whole have been underselling the effect that Petrino going there is going to have on their team. I mean, for the first time in how long is he only going to focus on quarterback and offense? I don't, I don't think people really understand how scary that is. Um, and he has a plethora of talent to get the ball to down there. So it's, it's, it's going to be a problem. But, um, Trey, mm-hmm. I need defensive line names. I, I know, like, the rest of our portal spot, they may be looking for, I think they may be looking for another safety, 
maybe another corner or something like that. But I know defensive linemen, that's, that's still a, a point of interest. And are there any names just that, you know, may be an interest we may need to look into? Well, I think, first of all, it's important to remember that last year they signed Terry Hampton in March. And the year right. before that, they signed John Ridgway in March. So there will still be some guys out there. As far as oh, yeah. the name, the names right now, I, I don't see a whole lot of names that Arkansas is is in on right now. Now they've got uh, two commitments right now on the defensive line. Uh, they they right. just got uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, who right. I think will end up being a four-star transfer. And I think the first guy they got was John Morgan. Uh, out of out of pit, so both of those guys are, are more edge types. Yeah, Jeffcoat goes about two seventy, and I think uh, Morgan goes about two sixty. Uh, so both of those guys, and I think Arkansas is in pretty good shape at defensive end with the guys that they have. I mean, they have everybody coming back except for Jordan Dominic from last I year. So I think they're in pretty good shape there. But you'd definitely like to see them bring in a couple of couple of good-looking defensive tackles. I think that they will move Eric Gregory inside just because of the numbers that they've got it in right now. And Gregory's already 6'4", 303. So when you go to a four-man front, yeah. I mean, I think he's more natural fit as a defensive tackle in that scheme. So um, I think moving him will help. And they, from a number standpoint, scholarship-wise, they really need one, but you wouldn't turn down two if you can get them. Yeah. One more tight end and a, a big two. Yeah wall of a dude to put in the middle of that defensive line, we should be all right. That'd be nice. Thank you, yeah. Ro. Trey, enjoy your weekend. No, it's Thanks, only guys. Thursday. I'm jumping ahead. Yep. Never mind. Come <laughs> back tomorrow. Friday. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> right. Bye, guys. Media of Hogsports.com.